0: In the reading that Matthew just read to us there, we heard about a woman called Phoebe, a sister, a deacon, who Paul commends to the people of Rome. And I'm going to, I've been thinking about her story, and using uh, chapters 15 and chapter 16 of Romans and the character of Phoebe, I have a story to tell you. Phoebe alighted from the boat, which had brought her up the Tiber, and looked about her. Rome, the imperial city. How amazing to be here at last. She'd come on business, an unfortunate lawsuit with some traders in Senchari and Corinth. But even that awkwardness could not stop her admiring the grandeur of the great city. It made Corinth seem small and provincial. On one side of the river, the colonnades of the Fora and the shopping precincts stretched away towards the Palatine Hill with its rich palaces and lavish temples. She was sure that she could just make out in the distance the famed palace that the Emperor Tiberius had built. But she was headed in a different direction from the palaces, to the business quarters on the other side of the river. She passed through the port, dodging the slaves offloading sacks of wheat and amphora of wine and olive oil, and headed for the small bustling streets beyond. People of all nationalities mingled together. She caught snatches of Laconian as she turned into one street and Phrygian when she entered another. It was in this area of the city that she hoped to find help, somewhere to stay, and some people who knew the city and could help her navigate the courts. She was going to her brothers and sisters in Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ. It still sounded remarkable in her ears. Of course, for years she'd been used to trading with people from all over the empire, and she'd always carried out her civic duties by welcoming foreigners to St. Trea But until a couple of years ago, she'd always found the Jews a little standoffish, a little awkward when it came to entertaining. And now she was going to stay with Priscilla and Aquila, a Jewish couple, in Christ, as she was. She'd always been fascinated by Jewish custom and was impressed by their moral standards, but she'd never really understood it until she met Paul in Corinth. And then she met Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, foretold by the prophets. And she was baptized. Before she knew it, she was a deacon of a developing Christian community in St. Her familiarity with civic hospitality extended into the welcome of Christians and the spiritually curious coming and going through the busy port town. As Phoebe wove her way through the streets towards the Jewish quarters, she finished off the pork scratching she'd bought at the temple. There was no point causing unnecessary offence. She remembered what Paul had advised. We who are strong... Ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves, we should all please our neighbours for their good, to build them up. It was a good principle, but hard to follow sometimes. She'd only met Priscilla and Aquila once, on their way from Corinth to Ephesus, the time when they'd been banished along with all the Jews from the city of Rome during the reign of uh, Emperor Claudius. She knew that they accepted that Gentiles didn't need to follow Jewish dietary customs or to be circumcised in order to follow Jesus. But she thought they probably continued to adhere to those customs themselves. Indeed, they witnessed to Christ within their own community, telling them that the Messiah had come. And they probably needed to maintain the rules that had sustained their Jewish community away from its homeland for so many years. However, there were many others, Jewish followers of Jesus, who thought that all non-Jews should abandon all their own customs and take up Jewish ones. They thought that Jews would not follow Christ if Gentile followers didn't become Jews first. And it was this contention that was another reason why she'd come to Rome. She didn't just need the help of the Roman Christians. She'd come here to offer them her help. When Paul had heard she was coming to Rome, he'd asked her to take an important letter to the Christians there. Phoebe smiled as she remembered Paul's typical exuberance and passion. Your court case is sent by God, he cried, which hadn't been how she'd been thinking about it at all. You are just the right person to take a letter to Rome. You're so good with people and you'll understand the difficulties they face. She wasn't sure she always did understand. But she could accept that she liked people and was curious about the different groups who had come through her household in Sancreia. The church there was such a mix of people from all over the empire. Two days later, Phoebe waited anxiously in the house of Aristobulus for the rest of the Roman Christians to gather. Aristobulus, the grandson of Herod the Great, had the largest house among the Christians and could hold services in his marble-walled hall. While she was waiting, Phoebe learned that he and another wealthy householder, Narcissus, had, as befitted men of their station, organised religious debates in their households, and more recently in the forum, to which they invited their business associates. Priscilla had sent word to all the five house churches in Rome that there was to be a special service at which Paul's letter would be read. The five churches had met together regularly in the past, but recently those meetings had been less well attended. People preferred to stick to their own groups, but Paul had requested that they met together to listen to his letter. Phoebe was delighted to meet her brothers and sisters she'd never seen before. Some of them she'd heard of from Paul and others. There was Epinatus and Andronicus and Junia, Persis, Rufus and his mum. She was struck again by the variety. Just hearing the names as they came in, she couldn't help thinking to herself, oh, Jew, Greek, Barbarian, Slave, Free, hmm, Freed Slave. They were all here. Their dress and accents also indicated different living standards and different customs. No wonder there were tensions. How could God make a family out of this crowd? Yet Phoebe had seen God's Spirit make all one in Christ Jesus. That's what attracted to her in, to Jesus in the first place. His followers were different, but united Finally, Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and Olympus arrived, hurrying from their duties as slaves in the imperial household. They apologized for the absence of others from their community who hadn't been able to get leave at such short notice, and they also told of two more slaves who had just been baptized. The excitement and the tension. Were palpable as the service started with the singing of psalms and the holy kiss of greeting. Paul had also insisted that his letter should be read in the context of worship of God, the God who had sent Jesus to die for all, whose resurrection had broken the bonds of death and of the law. Indeed, much of Paul's letter to the Romans focused on the mission of God who sent Son and Spirit into the world for the whole of creation. It reminded believers that they shared in Christ's death, and so their energy and their motivation came from God in Christ Jesus. They had a new identity, no longer captured by sin and the law, but free in Christ. Jesus made them into a new people. It was this marvellous message that was to inspire the Roman Christians again to unity and to mission. Phoebe watched the ripples of emotion on the Christians' faces as they heard the words for the first time smiles, frowns, some tears the odd whispered comment, and the occasional request that something be repeated. Once or twice discussion broke out. She remembered the way in which Paul and Tertius had worked on the letter, praying for the Spirit's guidance and weighing each word. To God be the glory, Phoebe prayed. For that was the reason for all this, That was why they were gathered here. That was why Paul prayed for them, to have the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you might glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the glory of God, they should accept one another in the same way that Christ had accepted them. Phoebe delighted in the holy kisses that marked the end of the service, warm embraces, heartfelt whispers of Peace of the Lord be with you, and questions about her church back home. She had a real sense of communion, of God's love making these new acquaintances her brothers and sisters in Christ. Mary had suggested that Paul's letter be circulated amongst the five churches Christian communities for further reflection, and that they should meet again soon to discuss it. But Phoebe sensed that Paul's rebuke had been well received by most, not least because he recognised that his brothers and sisters in Rome were full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. She'd noticed quite a few shoulders relax and faces lose their tension at that point, And when Paul's plans to visit Rome were read out, there were murmurs of anticipation and pleasure. Paul was asking Roman Christians to unite in preparing for his mission to the Western Mediterranean. Paul wanted to stay with them for a while before going to Spain. He wanted them to use their knowledge of trade and business in the West to help spread the gospel further. Beyond the imperial city, beyond Greek civilization to those barbaric outposts of the empire in Western Europe. Then, at the end of the letter, the greetings had been read out and there had been more smiles of appreciation as Paul remembered every group and named even those he didn't know personally. It showed that he really did know about them that he knew that they operated in different quarters of the city, that there were witnesses to Christ among Jews and Gentiles, slaves and free, rich and poor. That when he said that those differences that caused the tensions were no longer important in Christ Jesus, he knew that they remained real. He knew too That they could be witnesses together. If a united, Christ like life was lived for the glory of God, so too their witness to Christ spread God's glory. Their witness as a new people, showing forth God's love to all, was more convincing when their own relationships were harmonious, loving, and caring. As Phoebe left the household and turned her thoughts to her court case, she knew she could face it with greater strength because of the fellowship of the Roman Christians. Despite their differences, she and they were all one in Christ. God's divine power was at work in their human commitment to follow Him, and it enabled them to live Christ like lives even if imperfectly. As she walked, she prayed for God's mission in the world, for the Roman Christians bearing witness to Christ in the different quarters of the city, and for those who might take up Paul's challenge and head for Spain. In all this, God was working his purposes out, Rescuing the whole world from sin and death and releasing it for the praise of God in community. To God be the glory. Let's now turn in prayers to others. And as we close our eyes to to reflect in prayer, let's feel the Spirit of God upon us. And I would challenge you this week, as we listen to the prayers, to, to decide what it is you're going to take with you from this service and whom and for what you'll pray this week. We pray for those in our community who are broken in spirit, broken in mind and broken in body. There are so many causes of suffering in our community. Sometimes we may feel powerless to help. Lord, we pray that by our actions and words, a kind gesture or kind phrase, we may help those people who need support at this time.